I want to welcome everyone to the second episode of the Faithful to the Walk podcast. Super excited and can't wait for us to dive in. So let's do it. I want to welcome everyone to the second episode of the Faithful to the Walk podcast. I am so excited. Uh, We Our listeners have been highly anticipating the second episode. It has been since February, and I am so excited that I get to introduce to you today the co-host of our show, Blake Dykes and Nick Egler. I I attend college with these guys, and these guys are just awesome. I'm super, super excited for what God is doing in their lives and what God is going to continue to do in their lives, and I cannot wait for you to be able to hear them throughout the next episodes and throughout this podcast because they are going to bring life and that of it more abundantly through this and I'm so excited and um, if you haven't already if you could subscribe to the the podcast and leave a review and just leave any comments I'd be really really excited uh, for us to know what we can continue and what content you want to hear And also, we're about to start up our uh, Faithful to the Walk Instagram page. If you could give that, uh, a a follow, it'd be greatly appreciated. You'll get updates on hopefully on a weekly to bi-weekly basis of when we'll be having new episodes come out. And we're just super excited. So I'm going to hand the mic over here to Blake, and I'm going to introduce himself. Well, it's it's good to be part of the show. My name is... uh, Blake Dykes. I'm from Columbia, Mississippi. I attend Woodlawn Church, and uh, my pastor is Jaron Carney, and uh love that man to death. He has been one of my main encouragers, and I would not be pursuing ministry without that man in my life, and I'm so thankful for him. I'm currently at Urshan College pursuing a Christian ministry degree. And uh, I'm just so excited to see what God has in store for my life. And uh, I don't know where I'm going to end up within the next five, six years or the rest of my life. But, you know, seeing what God's doing already is, is amazing. And I uh, just want to do all that I can to help impact, you know, young people in ministry. And even even those that may be a little bit older than me. But, yeah. Nick, what about you? Uh, my name is Nick Egler. I am from Carmel, Indiana, about 20 minutes north of Indianapolis. I attend Faith Apostolic Church of Carmel, pastored by Matthew Ball and Josh Wilson. Uh, we are part of the organization ALJC, the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I'm currently a junior at Urshan College. Um, I have attended college before this in Indianapolis. Um, however, I am majoring in human services with a concentration in pastoral counseling, uh, over 20 credits of electives and, um, theology, Christian ministry classes as well. Um, double concentration also in uh, social work. So I'm looking forward to this podcast, what God is doing in this hour, and I'm hoping that this is a blessing to you and your ministry. So excited for these guys to be on the team. I'm just, I'm stoked. Um, Today, it's really just a vision casting episode. Uh, What 
what we're expecting, what we're wanting God to do. And it's just, I, I, I'm praying that as, as you listen to this podcast, you, you feel God's presence and you can feel him moving in this hour because he's moving more than he ever has before. And we are just so excited to have the opportunity and the God given vision to execute this podcast because it's going to be in Jesus name, life changing and, and groundbreaking for this movement. Um, so one of the first things that we want to talk about today is one of the main things we'll be doing hopefully on a weekly to bi-weekly basis is having um, a set time where it's just us the host and we're going to be talking about you know our personal devotion and we'll be talking about topics then that's what you it's up to you for the listeners of the podcast to be able to do is to be able to have that opportunity to ask questions. We'll have some episodes where it's just Q&A, and I'm really excited. Um, Another thing, too, uh, the first episode of this was an interview with um, Living Way Pentecostal Church's um, life group pastor, and we were very excited that Brother Chuck Huddleston came on the show and just brought the house down he did a phenomenal job with that interview just was spirit-led and we were just so thankful for the opportunity for brother chuck to be on but in the next coming uh weeks and days we're hoping to have some more interview episodes up we're gonna have some preaching interviews we'll have some just some real talk interviews with some hopefully some professors from urshan and some pastors that we have had in our lives as well and we're just super excited about that um today since that's just a little bit of the vision there, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been feeling in our personal devotion. So I'm going to hand the mic back over to Blake, and I'm going to give him time to get his notes going here and all that. And we're just super excited that Blake and Nick are both on the show helping us co-host, and it is going to be an amazing opportunity. So we're just going to allow, allow, allow Blake to share his heart, and then we'll hand it over to Nick. And then we'll end with uh, myself as well. And then we'll end in a time of prayer. And we're just going to see what God's going to do on this episode today. Amen. So, yeah, you know, I think it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that our world is headed in a dark place. Uh, It seems that there's just massive amount of disunity uh, just in our world. And I feel in my spirit that what God's trying to get us back to is is prayer and the Word and a longing for Him. Because if we truly love God, then we'll truly love our neighbor and our brothers and our sisters. One thing that God spoke to me the other day <clears throat> that's still kind of resonant, resonating with me is the simple the simple lesson that he taught me one morning when I got up for prayer and as I was in a spirit of <clears throat> meditation like the lord just nudged me to look up at my roommate who was still sleeping at the time but uh you know for me to paint this picture I think I need to ex- just explain that our beds were bunked, and he's sleeping on the top bunk. And as I'm in spirit of meditation, I just noticed that 
my roommate did not have a guardrail around the top of his bed. And as I thought and as I wondered and as I asked God, I said, why, why is this a big deal? What are, you, what are you trying to show me? And the Lord simply just, just brought to my attention this fact. He said, with the guardrail around his bed, if he were to have one, it would be a lot harder for him to fall off the bed if he were to turn or move while he is sleeping. You know, this is a real relationship with Jesus in a nutshell. The closer you get to him, the more effort it takes to sin and fall. It takes more effort and creates a painful feeling because Jesus is near and and conviction is near and simple thing here is, you know, without prayer in your life, you will fall. Without the Word, you will fall. Without fasting, you will fall. Without submission to Jesus, spiritual leadership or parental authority, you will fall. And I just felt the Spirit of the Lord tell me, you know, like you got to you quit living life on a lower level. I felt like he was nudging me and and putting a burden on me for like just the youth and and the church as a whole that we need to stop being complacent at a lower level and and have a guardrail around our spiritual bed. The Lord also nudged me to think about bumper rails or bumper guards at a bowling alley. You know, most would say, don't don't put them up. Let, let's be risky. And you know, that, that might not be a big deal f- physically, but can I tell you, if you do that, you let those guardrails down in your life, you, you let your guard down in, in your spirit and you become complacent. Your, your chances of winning dramatically decreases. In our life, spiritual bumper guards, or should I say boundaries or standards, they're not there to keep you from having fun. They're just there to keep you alive. Another thing that I, I just feel so heavy is Proverbs 2, 4 and 5 says, if you seek her as silver and search for as for hidden treasures, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And the Lord showed me that when we read His Word, we're analyzing a map. When we try to apply what we have read and discover the path that we should walk. We are making conscious decisions in the way that we should go spiritually. When we pray and serve, the X is revealed on our map. Well, let's remember that the X, or where the treasure is located, is never easily accessible. You're going to get it wrong time after time. You're going to have hiccups along the way. Your heart will break. You will have burials and births along the way. But it's necessary 
to get to that X. You know, that, that X or that treasure, it may be in the side of a mountain. It may be deep in the ground. It, 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 it may be in an inconvenient spot, but that's where fasting comes into play. We need it. We don't like it, but we need it in our life because that's what helps us access those inconvenient areas. And I'll leave you this before I turn it over to Nick, but one revelation I caught the other morning was was this. If I'm not wise enough to start my day with praise, why should anyone listen to what I have to say? If I am foolish enough to forego praise because my mind is needed to fix problems in the church, then more, I am more of the problem than I realize. Our lack of praise may actually be the biggest cause of our division. Once we stop worshiping, all hope for unity is lost. This is what unites us. We cannot stop talking about the treasures we have in Jesus. So I, I want to encourage you today. Get, a, get some spiritual guardrails in your life. Are you having... Are you frustrated because things aren't going your way? Frustrated because you can't seem to break those addictions, can't seem to get away from fear and anxiety. Just talk to Jesus about it. One thing I love about him is he's personal. You, you can just talk to him like he's your friend. If you don't have a prayer life, you can start today. You have breath in your body, which means God's not done with you. I just encourage you, get get some guardrails in your life. I'm going to turn it over to Nick. And, Blake, that is just so, so very good. And that's one of the key things, you know. I, I feel like we could use that as a core value for the show is remaining faithful to the walk. When, when, when we're trying to come into God's favor, and walk in the anointing and the calling that he's placed upon our lives. It, it it's going to take us putting up boundaries. And like you like you said, if we don't have those boundaries, we we are destined to fail. We're destined to, you know, fall down flat on our face. And I, I'm just so thankful for that. So I, I think that's one of the core values we could have for the show is to remain faithful, is to remain protected by the master. And so I'm gonna hand it over to Nick here. I just we're we're just we're just we're just trying to flow right now as 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 brothers. So let's let's hear what Brother Nick has to say. Praise the Lord. Um, man, there are a lot of things that we could discuss on this episode, this podcast. Um, however, just want to speak directly to what I feel. In this generation, what I've seen, maybe some of the things that I've gone through. Um, John says that there, um, that the Antichrist is not here physically yet, but there are many Antichrists already in the world. That the spirit of Antichrist is working in this world already. And I believe in this hour that the spirit of Antichrist is rampant. We have schools that teach our children um, that they can be another gender. We have schools that impose on our five, six-year-old 
boys and girls in America that they can um, be anything that they want to be as far as their gender. Now, um, this spirit is rampant. I mean, we see an attack on the Bible. That uh, There's so many YouTube videos out there that I see that try and tear down scripture, that try and tear down the Bible itself, try to crumble um, the very foundation of Christianity because without the word of God, we would not be here. So I believe that more than anything, the spirit of Antichrist is rampant. Um, it was rampant in John's day. It just manifests differently in our day. Um, now, I believe as the church, we have a mandate and a calling to make disciples. Bible's clear that um, if you are a disciple, if you claim to be a disciple of Christ, that your job is to go and make disciples. Um, so I believe and my hope rather for this podcast is that we would, um, although talk about many things, we would put a fire in your soul to go and make disciples to preach God's word. Now, something God's been speaking to me recently is um, is about miracles. And I was just talking actually to a friend the other day um, by the name of Stalin. And he asked a evangelist um, in the UPCI, he said, you know, why, why, why aren't we seeing miracles? And the evangelist looked back at him and said, I see miracles all the time. Now, I believe that that's a generation our, that's a question our generation asks us. Why aren't we seeing miracles? Why aren't we seeing limbs grow back? Why aren't we seeing people healed instantaneously? Why aren't we seeing these things? And I don't think that it's as complicated as we make it to be. Faith isn't as complicated as we make it to be. Living for God isn't as complicated as we make it to be. But because of all the factors in our generation that add to the anxiety in our lives, we tend to make things unintentionally, I believe, more complex than they need to be. Maybe because in making things complex, we find purpose in that. I'm not sure there's many reasons. However, what I can say is that the Bible admonishes us in Corinthians to not be robbed of the simplicity that is in Christ lest our minds be robbed from that simplicity like Eve was in the garden. What am I saying? What I'm saying is from the beginning of time, the enemy has always sought to question the word of God in your life. Just like I said earlier, that spirit of antichrist, what does it do? Daniel's and Daniel's clear that it's coming to wear out the saints of the most high God speaking blasphemies against the children of God. Did God really say, did God really do that? Did God really say that? So from the beginning of time, the enemy has always sought to question the word of God in your life. That's why it's important that everything that we do is founded in God's word. If you want to have faith, the Bible's clear to listen to the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I believe that more than now, more than ever, the, there is an, an all-out assault on the word of God in our lives. On a personal level, on a grand scale, in this, on the world stage. If the enemy can get us to question the fallibility or infallibility, rather, of God's word, then we have nothing to stand on. If the Bible's not true, then why? what are we doing? Why are we preaching? Why do we believe in God? Why do we go to church? If the Bible is not true, then we have nothing. 
So the enemy knows if he can get you to not believe in God's word, then then he has you where he wants you. And he can rob you from peace. He can rob you from joy. He can rob you from living for God. So I want to read something to you, a post I actually made on Facebook um, about a year ago. And the title of it is Unbelief Will Always Bring Unrest. The Bible tells us there remaineth a rest for the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works. As God did from his, let us labor. Therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall under the same example of unbelief. Hebrews 4. The Israelites failed to enter into the rest God promised them because of unbelief. However, the works which New Testament believers are to cease from are those which are intended to earn God's favor or salvation. You feel anxiety or unrest in your body, and it is a direct correlation to the fact that your soul has not found rest. You are still trying to earn God's favor, and because of it you are weary. Cease from your works, saith the Lord, and come abide in my presence where I will give you rest. You cannot earn my love. For if you earned my grace, it would no more be grace but works. The reason the gospel does not profit you, the reason preaching does not profit you, the reason you go to all these camps and conferences and they do not profit you anything is that you have not mixed it with your faith. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You can tell me the gospel does not work, but it only works when you mix it with your faith. The gospel is not the problem. It is your belief. In other words, unbelief brings unrest. So you can read your Bible, go to church. You can be baptized in Jesus' name and fill with the Holy Ghost. But if you don't, at the end of the day, make a conscious decision to believe what your pastor says what the word says, what God says, you will live in turmoil and chaos. And friend, you will not make it. Nick, that is just hitting the nail on the head right there. And I and I, I feel like as we as we close for this this episode here. I, you know, he, he hit it right on the head. You know, Blake talked about having those boundaries and having, having those things where we can remain faithful. But I love how the writers of Hebrews says it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One of our professors put it this way. There, there's faith. Faith is not just the facts. Faith is the evidence. And when we have that belief, when we have that faith, it brings us to have that expectation that God, you can do anything. Because Paul would write in Galatians 5.25, he would say, For if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk in it. And if we are to live in the Spirit, that, that means first our faith must be sure and strong. And when our faith is sure and it is strong, that's when our belief in Him can be exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. And when that takes place, is when God can do what he's destined for us to do. So today, I'm going to close this in prayer real quick. But I wonder if we recognize that the boundaries that we set for our lives and the belief that we have in our God, Jesus Christ, is what helps us remain faithful to the walk. So God, I pray right now 
that as we end this episode, God, that your spirit would lead us, that your spirit would guide us, and that, Lord, as we go forth in our week and as we go forth in our day, I pray that, Lord, we would remain faithful to the walk and we wouldn't look to the left or to the right, but that we would always remain faithful to who you are.